0: Most religions share a belief that the body and spirit coexist until the body has perished and the spirit moves on into the afterlife. However, there are those that remain. Some stay with a purpose. Some are doomed to relive their own violent deaths. These spirits are one of the oldest aspects associated with Halloween. For generations to come, people will still gather around the campfire to tell the stories of ghosts.
1: Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams,
0: where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies.
1: I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a
0: mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13.
1: We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are.
0: This week, we travel to the not-so-friendly Friendship Maine with Casper.
1: So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Casper before watching it for the podcast?
0: I love Casper.
1: Love Casper? Yes. Is that one of your faves?
0: Yes. I watched it so many times. Really? When I was in my dorms for college, I only had basic cable, and it was probably on about once every two months. I watched it every single time it was on. Really? What channel
1: was playing Casper all the time?
0: Probably like ABC Family or Freeform now, I think it is. Just throughout the year, (laughs) randomly? every so often it would be like, remember Halloween, how great that is? Casper.
1: This is, like, a quintessential Halloween movie, in my opinion. Like, obviously you can watch this any time of year, but, like, I think Halloween, this is one of those movies, because it takes place around
0: Halloween. Yes, I think so, too. It's definitely my favorite.
1: Favorite Uh, Halloween
0: movie? One of them. Uh, yeah, probably. Honestly, I really love Casper. <laughs> no, that's
1: fine. I just want to you say your favorite, like oh, of all No, no,
0: no. Not of all time or anything. Okay. But yes, it's, like, it, it holds a special place in my heart. I
1: was like, I did not know you like Casper that much.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I liked it, too. That was another movie I saw a lot as a kid. I wouldn't say I watched it during college or anything. <laughs> it's not my go-to movie for Halloween, but it, it's a good choice. Like, I would not fault anyone for going to Casper.
0: I just really love the ending when he transforms into a real boy. and Spoilers! They have, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers oh, from the movie God. that took place in, what?
1: 1995? Something. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that when we go into the background of the movie. Right. But where did you place Casper on our spooky scary scale?
0: I placed it as a 1. Me too. Yes.
1: So, spoiler, this is probably the least scary movie.
0: The most family
1: friendly. The most family the friendliest of families and friendly friendship main. Yes. But it's not so friendly sometimes because we got spooky ghosts. Yes. to deal with.
0: So would you like to go into the background of the movie? Sure, I will
1: definitely do that. Casper is a nineteen ninety-five American supernatural comedy drama film. It's based on the Harvey Comics cartoon character Casper the Friendly Ghost created by Seymour Reed and Joe Or... Joe Oriolo.
0: Oriolo. Oriolo? Something
1: like that. It's Oriolo. Okay. That's a very strange last name. I couldn't say it. Yeah. The character was featured in 55 theatrical cartoons titled The Friendly Ghost from 1945 to
0: 1959. I didn't realize he was around that long. Like, I knew there was a cartoon, but I didn't know it was that long ago.
1: Had you seen any of those before the movie?
0: I don't think so, honestly. Like, I've seen a crossover, but I think it was more with the uncles than it was Casper themselves. Interesting.
1: I have a VHS of, like, some of the old Casper. Oh, really? No idea how I got it. Don't remember when I got it. But, yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I remember this one that was very traumatizing. He was playing with a little fox, and the fox got hunted and shot and died. Oh, no. Right. But Casper was still able to play with the fox. Because
0: because he was dead. Yes. So sad. Wow. Yeah. That's dark.
1: Yeah, it is. So I only have ever seen a couple of these.
0: Okay. The crossovers that I'm speaking of, too, are like when Scooby-Doo like meets like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. or basically yeah. like that.
1: Scooby-Doo met everyone. Oh,
0: yes, everybody. Elvis, Batman.
1: Has the autographs of every celebrity you've ever known.
0: I can't blame him. He's a really great dog.
1: <laughs> He's a pretty good dog, yes. So the film stars Christina Ricci, Bill Pullman, Kathy Moriarty?
0: Moriarty.
1: Moriarty. Eric Idle and also features the voices of Joe Nip- why am I saying that? People,
0: I don't know. Any There's of these last a lot names. of people with the weird last names. Joe Alice Key,
1: Brad Garrett, which I know Brad Garrett, and introduction of Malachi Pearson in the title role.
0: Malachi, I don't
1: know half these names.
0: These are strange.
1: Yeah, so he's the voice of Casper. Oh, okay. So the film makes extensive use of computer-generated imagery to create the ghost, and it is the first feature film to have a fully CGI character in the lead role.
0: I can't really think of too many off the top of my head where the CGI thing is the main character.
1: Yeah, at least before that time, like Right. I don't know why Alvin and the Chipmunks popped into my head, but Alvin. No, no.
0: I mean that would be a more recent one. (laughs) Well that's what I'm
1: saying. Like I'm trying to think of anything prior to that. I don't know. Who knows? No. It's Casper, he's the first one. Yeah. It goes for a much darker interpretation of the friendly ghost in comparison to the comics. Even though I would say the little fox dying is pretty dark. Yeah. Whatever. The film goes into themes of death, most notably providing the character a tragic backstory that addresses Casper's death. Yes. And it, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. I haven't seen this, like I said, for a long time, and it was, it was upsetting. Yes. So when the movie first came out, it actually received mixed reviews from critics who praised the film for its faithfulness to the source material, but criticized its dark story and humor. Really? Yeah.
0: I mean... The humor, a little corny at times. Yeah. Especially from the uncles. Yes. They are just kind of one linering it the whole time. Yeah. Their
1: inclusion could take it or leave it, honestly, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. They're just there to bulk it up a little bit more, I feel like. Mm-hmm. People really liked the cartoon back in the day, too. So mm-hmm. I could see, like, our parents' generation being upset by the remake. Yeah. Because like- everyone hates a remake.
1: Yeah, you're probably right, just because of how different it is and, you know, the nostalgia factor of how old the cartoons are, so. There was actually some criticism because it was portraying the death of a kid, which is, I mean, again, we kind of talked about this in last episode, where, like, this is a kid's movie, it's lighthearted, but if you really think about it, we learn about the death of a child, which is, like...
0: Which is sad, but also, like... It is the theme. It is the material as well. Right. Like, how do you think he became a ghost? Exactly. <laughs> ghost and just ghost? Like, and
1: then that leads to the bigger question is, should we have kids' movies that address these kind of things in such a lighthearted way? I think the film does a good job in talking about it.
0: I mean, he's not, like, glorifying his death or anything. Know, but- he's actually pretty sad honestly yeah he's
1: not happy (laughs) it's interesting how they kind of tackle that but i mean i personally think it's fine yeah i I saw this as a kid and i wasn't like traumatized by it or
0: no casper doesn't make it like being a ghost is cool or something like that so like i should go and be a ghost kind
1: of thing yeah no i don't think so he just kind of is yeah i think there's that mystery about it and like christina ricci's character cat is very like ooh, what
0: I think they do a nice balance between, like, Casper can do cool things, but Casper also is a very lonely person.
1: Yeah, they don't glorify it in any way, shape, or form. So I think it did a good job in that aspect.
0: So just a little info on the plot. It starts off with this woman, Kerrigan Crediton, and she is in basically a reading of the will of her father, and she is... Like a spoiled brat to the nth degree, but as an adult. She's a peach. (laughs) Love her. Yes. And she is ultimately very disappointed that her father basically donated all of his assets to charities and saving animals and all that stuff and left her with this lousy house in Friendship, Maine. Lousy
1: house. It is a huge manor.
0: Yes, it could be redone and made into like a hotel bed and breakfast thing. I don't even think it's be beautiful.
1: It's like advertise it as creepy giant mansion. People would eat that up, right? But she is not happy about it. That's the only thing her father left her.
0: Yes, and she is actually so mad about finding out that it's just this whipstaff manor that she gets. She actually throws the deed to the place into the fire. Mm-hmm. But it looks like scrolled on the back. Once fire hits it, it's like the national treasure. All of a sudden. <laughs> And it tells of a treasure that is held within its grounds.
1: Mm -hmm. So now she's interested because there's treasure. Again, if you sell that thing, that mansion is treasure enough.
0: Right. I didn't understand
1: why she was so upset about it. I would have taken that house. Yes. And done something with it.
0: So they approached the house and it is clearly haunted. There's like weird sounds and stuff going on. Casper just comes up and says Hello. He also scares off some neighborhood kids. I mean, he's being friendly. He's not trying to purposely scare them. They just see him and run. Right. Also, his uncles are constantly showing up and scaring people whenever mm-hmm. they catch them.
1: Yeah, I was going I think they're more the issue than Casper is at yes. this point.
0: So Kerrigan and her lawyer, Dibs, who's been with her this whole time, try to force the ghost out of the way. Every failed attempt you could think of, the Ghostbusters even come.
1: Yeah. and Aykroyd. <laughs> yes. And his Ghostbusters get up, Mm-hmm. runs out of there
0: and it says you can't call us like. Which is, yeah
1: it's so funny that it connects to our last episode yeah like, oh my god i totally forgot
0: about it that. it's such a nice segue you that did that a good. nice segue.
1: i didn't do it fun fact we put in all our movies and just like randomly oh yeah, yeah i didn't do that fate did <laughs> so this technically canonically takes place in the same
0: universe yes that's true this would have been after gozer i guess so Wouldn't you be kind of disappointed, though, to hear that they couldn't take on Casper and his uncles? I know! I'm like... (laughs) After they took on a god. Ah, yeah. What?
1: To each their own. (laughs) It has been 10 years, so maybe they're just not up to it. Also, the priest walks out with his head completely turned backwards.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's another thing. Like, the uncles specifically can warp people's physical appearance by, like, turning their heads. I think it was
1: just an attempt at a comedic moment.
0: Well, they do it with the dad later on, too. Yeah,
1: They make the dad see visions in, yes. in the mirror. I think he legitimately turned this dude's head right. around. Right.
0: So there's that. They, like Basically anybody, they try to force them out themselves. Ghostbusters, the priest, some other people, and a demolition crew. The demolition crew is completely disbanded immediately by just goings on in the house. Like, I think they like ruined the machinery or something.
1: I don't know. They're, they just they book it. They're like, mm Yeah. haunted. No,
0: thank you. So, this leads to Kerrigan seeing a. Basically like a Fox News segment. <laughs> segment about a man who is trying to find his lost wife, like lost as in she died, so he's trying to find her in the afterlife, while dragging his daughter across the country, going out throughout these haunted places to find his wife.
1: Well, so he's actually a paranormal therapist. He advertises so,
0: himself as that. But, but we
1: know like really why he does what he does kind of a thing. Yeah. So what happens is Casper actually sees this segment. And he somehow travels through the wires, like, you know, the electrical wires, to Kerrigan's
0: hotel hotel
1: and turns it on and brings the TV over to her. So she sees it because he wants her to hire them to come to Whipstaff.
0: Yes, because he sees Kat in the segment, too, and thinks that she's cute. So he wants her to come. Yeah. So. Hey, you know what? Whatever works. So she calls him right away and they travel there. It's apparent Kat's really frustrated with this whole moving about. They've moved to, she said, at least seven or eight different places within the last two years, Mm -hmm. which is really rough for a teenage girl. Yeah,
1: (laughs) seriously. That's the last thing you want to do.
0: Right. So she doesn't believe in ghosts. She doesn't think her dad's going to find her mom. She doesn't think her mom is a ghost. Mm -hmm. But they move into the Whipstaff Manor anyway. And Kerrigan gives them at most a few weeks, basically, to get the ghost out. But they move in like it's their own house. It's strange to me. And she enrolls in school and stuff like that, even though they're only going to be there a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And that was a thing, you know, as a kid, I never really understood that. But now as an adult, I'm like really thinking about the plot. I'm like, why did they move in? Like, they didn't have to move in. Unless that's part of his process where he has to just be there all the time. He
0: treats it like impatient there.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they move in.
0: Yeah, so Kat takes up space in Casper's old bedroom, of course, Yeah, what and eyes? he's psyched. Oh, yeah. He's like, there's a girl on my bed. Girl. <laughs> so he instantly reveals himself to Kat. She freaks out and screams, and the three uncles, it's fatso. Stretch
1: and stinky.
0: Stretch and stinky are alerted to the sound and instantly cause havoc for the family the dad, Harvey, shoves Cat into a closet and tells her, you'll be safe, I'll take care of this. Uh-huh. And he is, I don't think he's ever seen a ghost. No. Out of all the times he's been to different places. Based
1: on his reaction? Yeah. He's never actually dealt with a ghost
0: before. No, he is just on a whim.
1: Real quick, before we go further into the plot, I did want to mention what they look like, because we haven't really talked about what Casper yes. and uh, uncles look like. In your head, close your eyes, think of a cartoon ghost. There you go. <laughs> they are like, search cartoon ghosts, they are, that's what they are, but they're see-through for the most part. Like, yes. I never really realized how much you could see through them. hmm And I, the uncles are of, like, a bluish shade, while Casper's
0: white. More white. Yes.
1: Fatso is, of course, bigger. Stretch and Stinky look fairly similar. Stretch is, like, really long. Stinky.
0: Is shorter, but has bad breath a yeah. lot. So, like, when he talks, like, there's, like, a green kind of mist mist coming out don't miss yes that's what it is
1: look <laughs> at that and then yeah casper is legitimately just like the definition of cartoon ghost right it's important to note they only have four fingers yeah that comes up later why? yes i think they were just trying to be consistent with the cartoon
0: yeah like, it, it was just a joke for the older crowd basically yeah.
1: so he has four fingers yeah why okay
0: so the uncle's torment harvey for about a good 30 minutes yeah. basically they make him see things he runs to the mirror to like splash water on his face and he's just like going between a bunch of different celebrities at first and like a zombie face and stuff do like that. you know that. who
1: the zombie face is who that's the crypt keeper oh do you not know who the crypt keeper is no <gasps> okay well after the podcast i am going to give stephanie a little lesson on tales from the crypt oh no I'm shook. You've never seen the Crypt Keeper?
0: You I just know. saw a zombie face. Honestly. Yeah, that's a
1: like a really big character from a oh. show called Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah, we'll go into it. Which honestly, now I'm glad you mentioned that because that one part almost bumped this up for the scariness scale for me. Only because when I was younger, I had a moment where I was traumatized by the Crypt Keeper. So, I was like, I almost want to put this up.
0: Just one peg. With yeah. our
1: two spot. Yeah. Just because of that one scene. I'm like,
0: I thought about that too, but it's really the scariest thing that happened. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, but ultimately I didn't because I'm like, eh. You get the, over it. You get over it. But I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, ah!
0: <laughs> what why would they put that in this movie yes and eventually he is able to kind of capture them within a vacuum yeah, cleaner he
1: sucks them up in a vacuum cleaner.
0: yeah and they make all kinds of weird puns like this sucks and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they roll them up in a carpet at one point and like yeah, that's a yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, push him down the stairs, and they're like, California roll.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't get that. It's, it's a lot of little puns. <laughs> yeah, like you said, they're just one-liners. Yes. That's, that's all their lines are.
0: But this excludes Casper. Casper's still in the house somewhere, just kind of disappears after they show up. And the next morning, he gains their trust by making them breakfast. But it turns out that the uncles are not, like, captured completely in the vacuum because they just appear. Yeah. And they're upset that Casper is feeding the fleshies. So,
1: oh, <laughs> I hate that word.
0: The, the fleshies of breakfast without yeah. feeding them.
1: The humans, the alive.
0: People. Yes. That's what they called them, though.
1: <laughs> I know. And then this is, like, one of the moments you kind of see what Casper can do. Like, he pours the orange juice through his hand. And, and the can pulp- take out the pulp. Yeah, the pulp, like, sticks to his hand and he, like, throws it. So it's, like, one of those instances where things go through him but also not.
0: Yes, and he has, like, a very Pee-wee's Great Adventure kind of style breakfast machine working for him too because his dad was an inventor i'm yeah. guessing
1: oh yeah he was <laughs> well
0: i i know but i'm guessing that's why it was there right yeah Is all and another interesting characteristic i noticed with the uncles is they can eat and they enjoy eating but it doesn't stay within them it just immediately falls to the floor all like crushed up
1: <laughs> yeah which means in my head
0: they don't need it
1: <laughs> they don't, well and they don't need it but also they have teeth that are physical Mm. Right. Think about that. Icky. Floating teeth in a ghost. Okay. Maybe, and I'm just guessing, that they're able to be physical when they want to be. Maybe. Like, you know, just any other ghost. They they can move stuff. So maybe they just kind of choose when they're able to touch something.
0: I mean, they're living their best lives, honestly. Because they mentioned that they go out to the racetrack at one point and mess with horses or something in some sort of gambling race or something.
1: (laughs) So they're able to leave the mansion, too.
0: Yeah, they're not just suppressed at that manor. Mm -hmm. They choose to be there. Right. So Kat goes off to school and is berated for having the name Kat.
1: They say, oh, her name's Kat, and someone goes, meow. Right. I'm like, really... It's so dumb.
0: Well, they call her Harvey, too, first, because her last name is Harvey, I guess.
1: Yeah, when the teacher reads off her name. And Harvey says, Cat. Kathleen. Yes. And they laugh at that. I'm like, come on.
0: It's so dumb. And they, like, give her a hard time for just introducing herself, and the teacher asked her to. It wasn't like she was like, hey, guys, it's yeah. me, Cat. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> So they are just talking about the Halloween party that's been canceled because, I don't know, spraying for bugs or something. Something stupid. They're not going to have a Halloween party at the school anymore. Mm -hmm. And the popular girl that's making fun of Kat wants to have the party at her house. And once Kat mentions that she's from Whipstaff Manor, they're like, we should have the party at her house. And I'm like, you guys just invited yourselves.
1: After making fun of her.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was like, you can't have a party at my house after you make fun of me. (laughs)
1: You should have thought about that before you were being assholes. Yeah.
0: Excuse me. Um, I can't believe she agrees to it, honestly. Yeah, well, I think
1: it's one of those situations where she's trying to make friends. And yeah. Like, yeah, of course I'll do that kind of a situation. i would be like, mm, no, bye. But Kat yeah, wants friends.
0: Yes. And she also likes a boy at school that's sort of dating the popular girl. and Vic. Yes.
1: And Amber is yeah. the popular oh, yes. girl's name. Casper is actually in the classroom when this is happening, and Casper ties all their shoelaces together.
0: Oh, uh, yes, remember And when I the bell rings,
1: now. they stand up and they all fall down, so Casper's yes. got her back.
0: Casper's looking out
1: for her. Ride that. or die, Casper. Right.
0: Then we cut to James Harvey, the dad, attempting a therapy session with the ghostly trio, and they're kind of... Teasing him about his dead wife because, like, I guess they find a picture of her, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Yeah, we know her." And then they were making fun of her, but then they're like, "No, she's the nicest ghost there is. Like, why are we disrespecting her? Let's just take the nice man to see his wife." Mm-hmm. And it's just that so dressed in drag in the next yeah, realm. <laughs> basically,
1: he's like, "My man," and right. kisses him on the face. Yes, like, oh, that was so rude.
0: So they make a little bit of a deal, though, after all this putzing around with teasing him, that if they can get him in contact with his wife, Amelia, then he will convince Kerrigan to just leave them at the house and Mm -hmm. leave them alone. Yeah. So moving forward in the movie, Kat and Casper are growing closer. She learns that Casper doesn't have a lot of memories of what he was like as a child. Mm-hmm. But they end up going into his playroom, and he sort of has memories of things that he liked as a kid. He has like a toy train in his room and stuff like that. And he helps her find an outfit for her Halloween party. It's his mom's dress. It's cute. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. But then he finds a sled and tells her the story of how he died. Mm-hmm. And it's a little sad. What
1: is that? You want to tell the audience?
0: Yeah... Yeah, it just kind of all comes back to him. He remembers that he begged his dad for this sled, but he said no. But all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he gives it to him. And he's so excited. He goes out and plays for hours. And it's cold and his dad says he should come inside, but he can't stop. He's just having too much fun being a kid. And I'm guessing he probably got pneumonia from it. He said he got sick.
1: Yeah, he got pneumonia.
0: So he didn't make it. And his dad was very torn up with the loss, obviously, that he built this machine called the Lazarus to try to bring him back. But that's mainly why Casper stuck around to stay with his father. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Casper and his dad didn't fulfill the whole Lazarus thing. I guess they just had it waiting in the basement. <laughs> yeah. And he forgot about it. Or yeah, you know, really his cleaner. dad got sick or something and he just kind of only focused on him
1: yeah which is really weird because
0: it's basically set up ready to go (laughs)
1: yeah and his dad's dead at this point so like what's stopping you what exactly so very strange but yeah there's this whole machine
0: it's huge
1: it's huge Yeah, in
0: their basement it's like hidden away down like a roller coaster ride
1: (laughs) of a tunnel (laughs) yeah which is really weird this roller coaster thing like Makes you get ready, like shaves your face,
0: brushes yeah. your hair,
1: puts on a tie, all this weird stuff. But
0: I think he built it because that was the only way he could be physically ready for the day, dealing with the loss of his son and everything. So then he could actually get to work doing the thing he needed to do. <laughs> so Casper takes her down there, and Kerrigan and Dibs are following them the whole time. Yeah, they have been. Out of the Stalking this child. Yeah,
1: well, like, they kind of, like, fall by the wayside from the plot for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I forgot they were a thing. Like, they started it.
0: They are so, like, in the background, you hardly notice. Right,
1: yeah. So now they're following them. To the machine.
0: Yeah, so they follow them down this secret passageway, and Casper tries to fire up the machine. And it looks like there's like this little potion bottle thing mm. that's necessary to make the Lazarus machine work. And
1: It looks like red Kool-Aid. Yeah. What is it? Nobody knows.
0: Right. So Casper fires up the machine and tries to go inside it and has Cat start it. But while Cat's messing with it, trying to get it to run. Kerrigan just kind of like slides in and takes the potion out of Mm -hmm. it. So it leaves Casper looking like a sunny side up egg for a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, am I alive?
0: (laughs) No. No, honey.
1: No. You look like eggs.
0: So there's that. So they just kind of assume it's still broken. Need to fix it. Whatever. We'll work on it later. Yeah. Yeah. So Amber, in hidden in the bushes, basically comes by with Vic. And while Amber's hiding in the bushes, Vic asks Cat to be his date for the party. And Casper is jealous. And Cat basically blows him off because he's not a real boy. And to be fair, she can't really date Casper.
1: Well, she could if she wanted to. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it just based on the, the age difference. Because Casper's been dead for a while here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Kat's like already, what, like 12, 13, or whatever? Casper's like 11? (laughs) Yeah,
1: because they're in middle school, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I I think so. No,
1: I think it's middle school.
0: I think they say at one point that Casper's 12.
1: Yeah, but either way. Regardless, don't date a ghost, guys. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't fall in love with.
0: There's no long term plan there. So while that's happening, Kerrigan and Dibbs are still in the house, and they come up with a scheme that if one of them were to die, they could use the Lazarus to bring themselves back after they go through the wall as a ghost and find the treasure.
1: Yeah, it's in like this vault thing. So they're like, yeah, one of us will die. But obviously, neither one of them want to be the one to die. So they try to kill each other.
0: Yeah, so they run through the house trying to like hit each other with little axes and stuff like that. And Kerrigan tries to mow Dibs down. And I think he somehow breaks her windshield. So she can't really see where she is. So she actually parks, like, right on the edge of a cliff and doesn't realize that she's hanging off of it. So when she gets out, she falls to her death.
1: Yeah, she tries to mow him down, but she hits, like, a tree or something and it's hanging off cliff and she's,
0: she's dead. Mm-hmm. But she comes back instantly, like, as a ghost mm-hmm. and looks a lot like herself.
1: Yeah, she still has, like, hair,
0: some clothes. A little tail. <laughs> a,
1: little t- a little noob.
0: Yes. Just basically everything waist-up looks like her, but just like a cartoony yeah. version of her.
1: Yeah, she still like would fit in with Casper and the uncles, but she just has more features of a human still. Right. And not just like a nondescript ghost boy.
0: Yes. So James and the trio uncles, whatever you want to call them, are hanging about and they're still like pulling pranks on him, making fun of him for his dead wife.
1: You know, the <laughs> usual.
0: Right. And they decide that He seems really down in the dumps, so let's just take him out on the town. And they bond over karaoke guy stuff, you know, hanging out like buddies. So much so that they're like, we should include him in the group. But he'll have to be one of us, so we're going to have to knock him off. No, let's not do that. Yes. Meanwhile, the dad is drunk, so he's like all lovey on them. And he's like, I love you guys. He kisses them on the cheek and they're like, I can't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. No, he's too sweet. But fate does the dirty work for him and he walks into a construction site and falls to his death.
1: Yeah, he's like backing
0: up out of the bar
1: and falls. Yes. And now he's dead.
0: Yeah. So, so. they're thrilled. They're all buddy buddies forever now. Yes. All right, so back in the laboratory, Kerrigan, now as a ghost, confronts Casper and Kat and believes that she has stolen this treasure out of this vault. And Casper says, so you won't be sticking around then? Like, you don't have any unfinished business? And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, I have my treasure. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And almost instantly, she starts to cross over. (laughs) Like, light is, like, shooting out of her. So, like, without much time for her to even do the whole Lazarus machine. And she's just gone. She's gone. Treasure
1: falls out of her hand onto the ground, (laughs) and then Cat and Casper open the chest to find...
0: A baseball and a glove signed by Duke Snyder.
1: Yeah, so not treasure in the sense of gold or money.
0: Not something that she was looking for.
1: No, just uh, Casper's prized possession.
0: Yes, and it was actually part of a map that Casper and his father played with.
1: Yeah, it was like a little game that they played, so it wasn't like a legitimate map to... Treasure, it was just part of the game.
0: Yes. And Kat and Casper are just about to use the Lazarus machine, realizing now that Kerrigan had the potion, so they like set it up. Casper's about to go into the machine, but then the uncles and her now-deceased father show up, and... I guess since he was drunk or so depressed or whatever, he just like instantly forgot who Kat was. Yeah, well, he's still very drunk like. Yeah. And again,
1: you know, you kind of learn that they start forgetting who they are, so it might have been an instant, like when you die, you just forget. Yeah. So he doesn't know who Kat is at first.
0: Right, and she's like distraught that she is now like an orphan. Seeing and- her dead
1: father, Right. know who she is. Acting like a goofball, because he's still intoxicated, even in death.
0: Yes. Strange. But eventually he remembers, and he's like, oh no, like, I made a mistake.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, cat. Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! Like, he realizes what happened. Yeah. It's all sorts of bad.
0: So, Casper being the... Ever self-sacrificing hero says, like, you'll need it more than I do. So he gets Dr. Harvey set up in the machine and brings him back to life. But that was the only potion they had. So that was the one shot.
1: Can't make a new one? There's no Mm -hmm. recipe?
0: I guess not. No. So,
1: yeah. So, unfortunately... Unfortunately, fortunately, I guess however you look at it, James is back and unfortunately Casper is still a ghost.
0: Yeah. Unfortunate. Womp womp.
1: But, all the while, party starting upstairs. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Without really... Anybody saying so, Like, guess Kat just lets them in and she's like, just stay here. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't, don't, don't move.
0: Also, this is such a side quest kind of scene happening, but Amber and Vic are upstairs trying to freak everybody out. So they are dressed like this tall ghost, like sitting on each other's shoulders. I mean, you can tell that they're in makeup and it's, it's not, not that, scary. that great.
1: No, they're just tall because Amber's on Big Shoulders, so it's mm. like okay, whatever.
0: Right. So they're setting up to scare everybody, but they get spooked by I think the uncles.
1: It's either the uncles or Casper just says something to them and they flee and
0: Oh, I think Casper actually just shows up and like looking good or something yeah, it's like that. Like, <laughs> and
1: then they, they run off screaming. So yes, whatever. and everyone just thinks that's like a great show. Yeah, they're like <laughs> No, no, that's not good.
0: So, you know, Casper says that Kat should get to her party. He's kind of sad because she has a date still and mopes off. And suddenly this kind of reddish light appears. And I'm like, this doesn't look like a good person's coming.
1: No, because red, (laughs) you think bad, right? It's the bad color. I always say in movies when I see red, I'm like, enemy,
0: bad. Right. But it's actually Cat's mom, and she's just here to be Casper's fairy godmother of sorts. (laughs) Yeah. And thanks her for saving James and Cat, basically. And offers him the Cinderella treatment of getting to go to the party as a real boy until 10 (laughs) o'clock.
1: Yeah, that time.
0: Yeah, which only seems about a grand total of five minutes.
1: Right, basically. Enough for him to walk downstairs and have a dance. Yes. But she has
0: the power to make him alive again? Yeah, I think a life for a life, right? I guess. Yeah, you think that she'd be able to turn back time for that. Yeah, I don't know. So, Casper's alive now. Just for five minutes, though. So- and he is cute.
1: <laughs> Stephanie. He is adorable. Devin Sawa, the 90s golden boy.
0: Yes, one of the first boys I ever had a crush on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, he's coming down the staircase. I don't know. He's wearing, like... I don't know. kind of
0: looks like a generic white shirt, but it's like, like ruffled a ruffled shirt. Like over. a puffy pirate kind of yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... he's cute. You know, he comes up and asks Kat for a dance, and she's kind of looking at him like she knows him.
1: But she realizes, because what did they say earlier? Can I keep you or something?
0: Yeah, it's sweet.
1: Yeah, and then he says it to her, and she's like, holy oh, shit. Right. Casper? So she has a realization it's Casper. right and- Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: And they're floating, so everybody else gets creeped out, but they kiss, and he instantly turns back to Casper. As Everyone screams and runs.
1: Yeah, at, and the kiss, the shot is, like, he starts turning transparent, and you see Cat, and the whole class runs, and then, like, in a cartoony moment, their hair, like, stands up, <laughs> they all flee.
0: Yes, but really, that's kind of the end of the story. But something but very important.
1: Amelia talks to James.
0: Amelia does talk to James and kind of gives them encouragement about cat and raising a girl on his own and
1: doing the right thing. Yes, of,
0: but situation. also so. telling him that you were never going to find me because I was loved so well in life. I didn't have any unfinished business. Yeah, so
1: she had passed on. Yes,
0: like, she what had what only come have. to grant this gift. She wasn't haunting anywhere.
1: Right. So. Very sweet. It's very sad. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I was like, eh, whatever. But, like, watching it again, I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. That's upsetting. Yes. But it is very sweet, yes.
0: So they just end the party dancing around themselves with the uncles. They're all friends now and basically came together as a family. It's sweet. Yeah. It kind of doesn't make any sense if you think about the other Casper movies. The yeah. live-action ones, because there's another one with Hilary Duff when she's That's a, a witch. the third one. I know that one. There's
1: a Spirited Beginning, which is after this, which was actually the one I watched more so.
0: Oh, really? As
1: a kid, yeah. I
0: don't know if I remember the Spirited it Beginning. It was like,
1: I think they were all directed TV or VHS <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, I, I like Spirited Beginning. That's actually on YouTube, I think, the whole movie.
0: Oh, okay. I'll have to look it up. But you never hear from Cat again, basically. No. So you're like, I guess they...
1: Left? Yeah. Yeah, they're all like standalone stories, but right. that's how this one ends. And that's Last We See a Cat.
0: Yes. So just to break down some ghost characteristics, like you mentioned, Casper only has four fingers.
1: And they do, I meant to say, when he was remembering who he was, there's a little plaque (laughs) thing with his handprint in it. He's like, I had five fingers, which is like such a weird (laughs) thing to think about. Yeah, Apparently when you die, you lose a finger. (laughs) Like that's a characteristic. It's so strange. Yeah. Even the dad did. I don't know if you noticed. All four fingers. I don't know about that fifth.
0: You don't get to keep the pinky in the
1: afterlife. But no, too many fingers. You don't need them.
0: (laughs) Casper and the Three Uncles were like more phantasm-like, I noticed, with like how see-through they were and no real discernible human characteristics. But they could like kind of fade in and out, like just out of nothing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Casper was able to go fully invisible. I know we never really mentioned that, but he's able to completely disappear or show up in this semi-transparent form.
0: Right. When he was in the school, I think he was, like, in the portrait of George Washington. Yeah, he
1: was, like, watching through George
0: Washington's
1: eyes, but you could kind of see Casper's face
0: there. Right. More so, we see a lot of stuff through the uncles because they're able to move items, kind of, like, create items out of nothing.
1: Yeah, Casper was able to, when he was making breakfast, he transformed his hand into a little...
0: A whisk. A whisk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they're able to take different shapes too yes
0: and they can obviously physically touch the living and vomit on them contort those that stand in their way casper was actually able to hold water at one point like cat passed out and he got water from the sink and absorbed it and made himself like a towel yeah that was strange and obviously we said the uncles can manipulate appearances and you know transform parts of their bodies already talked about the uncles can eat stuff even though they don't actually need to mm-hmm. and the teeth <laughs>
1: and the teeth why the teeth
0: yes and it seems the longer they are a ghost the more they lose their human identity because casper has trouble remembering his life Therefore has limited human characteristics and when the father and Kerrigan are dead they still look a lot like how they were and I put why clothes. Yeah I was gonna (laughs) say
1: I wonder if after some time they start like losing
0: I think again it's just like part of the identity, like your signature outfit, I guess.
1: Right. I did want to mention real quick about that. We didn't talk about what Amelia looks like. She looks like a human, like herself
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: So she just looked like herself, which was strange.
0: I think they're trying to make the clear distinction between a spirit and a ghost in that case. Yeah. Because she's more of, like, an angel rather than a departed that's still on this plane.
1: Yeah. So I wonder, once you pass, do you turn back to what you look
0: like? I guess.
1: Like, I would hate to look like Casper Mm -hmm. after passing.
0: You wouldn't know the difference. You're just talking to everybody that has four fingers. Like, who are you? Yeah.
1: But, like, if you die and immediately pass over...
0: You still look like you a little bit.
1: (laughs) Right. So it's very strange because there's, again, different ways to look at the dead in this scenario. Like, ghost versus, I'm just going to call her angel because that's how they portray it. She comes down from the lights and stuff like that.
0: And also, they do clear up the whole ghost only exists because of unfinished business. So as we saw with Kerrigan, like, as soon as it's over, you're gone. Yeah. Which you'd think then Casper would move on then, too, because he said he only stuck around for his father. Mm -hmm. So once his father died, he should have moved on as well.
1: Big plot hole. He shouldn't be here. I don't know. I'm curious what their uncle's unfinished business is.
0: Yeah. I don't think they're actually related.
1: No, I don't think so either.
0: Yeah, I think they just stick around and bully them.
1: Yeah, which is weird because they all they had a bedroom where they all shared a room. So where yeah. where they come from? Who knows? They're, they're, it's but not it's very Casper's clear.
0: house too, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe they did know each other in life.
1: Who knows? Also, it's weird that they had their names on the beds. Yes, was that their nicknames in life?
0: Right, That's
1: all Stinky and Stretch.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: Which is ironic, because all their names have to do with what they kind of are. Yeah. I was going to say Powers, but Fatso is just big. Stretch literally can stretch. Right. And then Stinky is just <laughs> Gross. Stank. stanky.
0: Gross. Stanky. He's stinky. Okay, yeah. I don't know. And Casper is, I guess, just like another name for a ghost. So he's <laughs> almost like the most. He's
1: the ghost with the most. Mm-hmm. He's the mostly ghostly.
0: I feel like Casper is, but it honestly might be just the connection to mm-hmm. the cartoon. I
1: think, for me, it was still less scary than Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Totally family-friendly.
0: Yeah, because with the part with the ghost sexual encounter, that I think ups the ante a little bit for Mm child-appropriate. And also with the demon dogs and stuff like that and needing to find the key master. Right. <laughs> it gets a little weird. Yeah.
1: What I find interesting about both these movies have to deal with a building slash device. Whereas, like, Ghostbusters, it's just the building architecture. But we have the Lazarus machine, and both of those play a big part in what's going on. Which yes. I thought was
0: really interesting. I think so, too. I would say that, just comparing and contrast, that the ghost from Casper, including the uncles are the most like slimer honestly i was gonna say
1: slimer would fit in right with
0: right you'd never know the difference
1: right which is funny maybe we'll cover spirited beginning in a later season or something but there is a ghost in the sequel to casper that's very green that looks very similar to oh
0: interesting so there
1: is a very green ghost in casper okay
0: okay so yeah that makes sense i mean it all did focus on the one place too as well like it Obviously, Casper and the uncles weren't stuck there, and I guess neither were the Ghostbusters yeah. characters were either, but in- it all did centralize on that house.
1: Yeah, in Ghostbusters, we don't really ever know why ghosts stick around, but yeah. there's just a variety of ghosts in both, I would say. Less so
0: Casper. With Ghostbuster, it I feel like it's almost implied that they're just trying to mess stuff up for people it doesn't feel like they have unfinished business or anything they're just trying to ruin everyone's day right
1: i wonder if some of them don't know they're dead like the librarian or something like she's just going that, her that day.
0: tracks so who knows yeah
1: but very different movies but they both have a comedic element and
0: they're both not super scary in my opinion right But still, I feel like Casper more or less represents Halloween a lot more than Ghostbusters for for some reason. Just maybe because it takes place at that time. (laughs) It takes place during it, probably. Yeah. It's it's more of a
1: traditional ghost haunting as opposed to dealing with gods. That's true.
0: Ooh, I did think that... I just thought of something, too. Uh The mom appears as an orb at first. Does she? Yeah, when she comes down in the light, she's sort of like a ball, I think, and then just kind of... I don't
1: remember that. Burst. she just
0: burst, She. Really <laughs> I'm Amelia. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I will
1: make you alive again. <laughs> so thank you for listening this week. If you enjoyed the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us five stars is super helpful and we would definitely appreciate that.
0: And you can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams.
1: This has been 13 Degrees of Screams and we will see you next creep.
0: It's Penny.